Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. You're listening to the Hockey Podcast Network. New shows every day. Find us at thehockeypodcastnetwork.com or wherever you get your podcasts from. Hello, you're listening to the Hockey Podcast Network. I'm Mason Dixon, joined once again by Corey the Bayou Benders, and this is Habs Nightly, your hub for Habs content. We are back after a holiday hiatus. Um, lots of things to talk about. World Juniors, Slavkovsky, um, the goaltending market. But before we get into all of that, Corey, how are your holidays, buddy? They were good. They were actually really good. Went out of town, uh, saw the in-laws. Really cool time. Uh, out in the sticks, Mason. Out by Shreveport, your favorite hockey team. Um, Shreveport. Shreveport. Uh, Mudbuggers. Um, yeah, had a good week. Um, the week in between the work week in between Christmas and, uh, New Year's is just the worst week in the world. Nothing, nothing can be done by anybody. I I can't imagine like a company actually like getting anything truly remarkable accomplished during that time. Um, and then New Year's was also really good for me as well. Uh, Ravens busted that ass. How are you? Um, so yeah, I, I've been having a lot of fun. <laughs> yeah, fuck the Ravens, man. Ah, come on, that's what that's what the that's what the fuck it's the 49ers were saying two weeks back too. No, the Ravens the Ravens have the Dolphins number though. It's always been like this. Whenever we play you guys, they always fuck us up. Yeah, I thought it was going to be different. I, I did. I honestly thought, um, beyond beyond what the score was, because we we've already made it to the playoffs. Um, I didn't like, I didn't like the fact that uh, a team that we potentially might have to play uh, in the playoffs is getting a late look at our team and could get some information on us. Didn't like that. What do you mean, the Dolphins? Yeah, can't the Dolphins? Wouldn't the Dolphins have to play? Did you not beat us like fifty-three to like six or something. It was sixty-two. Yeah, like, I wouldn't be that worried about it if I were you. Hey, man, let me just tell you about a little story about LSU and Alabama. 
2010. 2010, all right? I'm three years younger than you. It's all cool. LSU is just going on this fucking run of the century with backup goalie, insert name, something Lee. Kid was unreal. Fucking go to Alabama. Get absolutely fucking stomped out by Alabama. No, I'm sorry. Beat the shit out of Alabama. To then turn around, which I was more of an Alabama supporter in that time, just because NCAA football was the shit. I love playing uh, with the Crimson Tide colors. I fucking turned my back on that team because LSU was playing on my fucking birthday. I just turned 18, and they were about to wax the fuck out of Alabama. And Alabama beats their fucking ass. I don't want to hear it. They got a chance to see the fucking team two, three weeks before the fucking I'm SEC. A, the Crimson Tide. We're talking about the the Dolphins. Okay? I know. I'm telling you. I'm, t- I'm just, talking about championship pedigree. Hear me up. Decades of failure. This is y'all's time. You're on HBO, Mason. We are on HBO. Hey, the last time the Ravens won the HBO, they won like the next season. If not that season, I think the Ravens won 2000, 2001. And I think they were the first hard knocks team at the 2000 year. So, hey, hey, y'all's, uh, what's his name? Mike, Mike, what the coach? Yeah. What's your coach's name? Mike, what the young mm-hmm. guy? How do you not know Mike McDaniel? Mike McDaniel. I, I I'm just blanking. I'm just blanking on it. That's unbelievable. All right. That's all I'm all I'm saying is disrespectful. Look, look what stop. Stop. There's no disrespect. There's no disrespect. I like the Dolphins. I was I was excited for you because you love that team. And one of my friends loves that fucking team. So if I'm not watching the Ravens, I'm chances are I'm watching the fucking Dolphins. I want to see them succeed. They deserve it. But all I'm trying to say is Mike McDaniels, what he's able to do with Tua and help him uh, reach the fucking area he's at now, fuck, that dude's awesome. And it's really showing that you can take, uh, you don't have to recycle hot garbage constantly. You could take somebody and give them a shot and, you know, they could, whether or not they're a great playmaker, uh, I mean, a uh, like a tactician or someone that knows how to help develop very high-caliber players. I think he's awesome. Anyway, my uh, my holidays were good. I'm I get to watch the Steelers tomorrow. I get to watch potentially the Steelers win on a, on a game when Lamar's not even going to play, or we extend our amazing uh, schedule. Uh, Win loss, <laughs> win loss to what like 15 and three, which would be cool. I think you're at, um, are you at 15 and three now? No, we would if we won. I believe we're at 14 and three. I think you're 13 and three, 13 and three, 14 there's and three. Though. I don't think there's 18 games in this. Season. Is it 17? Yeah, Whatever. it's seven. I'm not the best mathematician. 
Yeah, you, and it's yeah. my it's it's my first year watching football again. The last time I watched football, we didn't even have this many games. So yeah, Mason, how was you? We're thirteen and three. Thank you. How was your break? Oh, it was pretty good. Definitely needed. I've got myself into some really uh disgusting sleeping and eating habits over the break. <laughs> um, gonna have to break those, but no, it's been it's been fairly decent. Good. I'm happy for you. It's the time to unwind from school. Yeah, this is kind of my last day because I work um, Saturday, Sunday. So I uh, basically working until I go back now, which I'm not exactly thrilled about. But what do you do? Well, you use it as motivation. Yeah, I suppose so. Yeah, you're not going to be, yeah, you might be a little tired, but you haven't turned your brain off like most of your cohorts. My cohorts. You've you've worked out in the off season. You're ready. Just look at it like that. Sure. <laughs> we'll do that. <laughs> oh, shit. Well, where do we want to start, Mason? We want to. We talk Habs, or do you want to talk World Juniors? Because I'm excited. I'm excited. We waited a little bit, well, and I was able to take in all of it. Let's talk about the World Juniors for you. Hooray! Okay. I could give less shits about the World Juniors. Hooray! I know someone's a little thrilled today. I am thrilled. It's our sixth gold. I know that might be funny to. Other people in the higher regions of North America. Uh, but it was a great win for a team that was just disgusting. It was a pleasure to watch. Uh, Fowler, who the games that he played, he let in. He let in some goals. They weren't bad. But I think my favorite part about watching him was... Um, Number one, the team, most of the team was sick. They were in and out. They're dealing with a bug. I think it was the flu. Um, I'm trying to think. I think Denmark was our second game. If I'm if I'm correct, we played Denmark, and that was Fowler's first game. Then the next day, it was supposed to be uh, Augustine, and he got the flu. So Fowler had to play an immediate back-to-back setup. And I was so excited for that because I said, you know, considering he's not going to be the starter, this is a great opportunity to see what he's what what happens when he's in this type of moment. And he ended up winning, winning that game. Looked pretty good. I believe he's he let in three goals. One of them was a power play. Uh one of them was a bit soft. And the other one was, it was, I think it was like a, a two-on-one situation. And he did his best. But I was uh, I was very happy to see uh, him get a, an opportunity. That wasn't, here's another game. Here's a shitty situation that you need to overcome. And I thought he did a bang-up job doing it. And Lane Hudson looked really good, too. Um, I think Lane Hudson would have shined a lot more if he, he didn't have all of... Uh, Boston College for playing in front of them. 
um, and hogging some of it. But Lane Hudson set up a lot of great goals um, and had one or two that I remember that were fantastic. Um, Yeah, I was really happy that Fowler was kind of able to steal the job. Trey Augustine, this is his final year of World Juniors um, mm -hmm. eligibility. A big name in the sport of hockey, at least in the prospect scene. Um, he was the guy last year. I think everyone kind of expected him to be the guy this year, but Fowler, you know, took the took the role and ran with it. So it was nice to see that. Um, I think if you're a Habs fan, like that pick has to continually look better and better every game, right? Mm -hmm. He's been absolutely phenomenal on the um and sorry in the college hockey setting um yeah with BU he's, I think or, he's only lost one game this season yeah he's been great just great um played every game too if I'm not mistaken mm -hmm. yeah he's the nine, number one five yeah has a nine two five two point one six goals against average he's just been a menace a true number one um and then his performance at the world Juniors was just incredible too so Nice to see him really it, performing on it's, all cylinders. It's great to you remember you remember his little mini interview that they, they gave us a glimpse of uh during the highlights from the the draft. Um he's he he looked confident. He confident, very sure of himself. Um and this world juniors forced him to take to kind of like check that and he did a bang up job. You know, Trey Trey gets sick. They put the plate immediately. Okay, you're going to play fucking 120 minutes of hockey in 48 hours. And I felt that what we felt watching that interview process, we we got a chance to see what he's backing with it and that was tremendous on a world stage. No, absolutely. I totally agree. Um, I think it just shows that it's not false confidence, right? Yes. Now, I didn't watch um, a lot of U.S. Um, games. I honestly didn't watch a lot of the World Juniors this year. I was super excited for it, and Canada kind of let me down early. <laughs> kind of my lack of interest. Were there sort of... any guys you were impressed with with Canada? On the Canadian roster, I think Macklin Celebrini really... Um, you know, I was hyped for him. Mm -hmm. Um, I knew he was, you know, projected number one this year. And how how old showed is he? me? I think he showed me that he's a little bit better than I thought he Expected. was. Seventeen. Nice. Um, yeah, seventeen was the number one option. Canada, um, was a top. Let me see. I think if you're talking about including preliminaries, I think he was a top five scorer in the entire tournament. As a seventeen year old, that's impressive. Mm -hmm. Um, he just looked really, really solid, and um. He like was, said, was the automatic number one option for Canada from day one, which as a 17 year old on team Canada, who isn't named Connor Bedard, that's difficult. It's not an easy thing to do. So it was um, really nice to see. Uh, 16th and goals and never mind. That's his number. You figured out. <laughs> I'm not about to embarrass myself further. Nine, nine. Great counting. Sorry, overall. I'm, I'm looking, trying to figure out what you're trying to. I, uh, I just meant um in terms of like non like finals and 
stuff like oh, that. Oh, like, okay. I see what you're saying. Not, not overall. Yeah. Um, he did pretty well, but yeah, I didn't get a chance to uh, watch much of Canada, would... but um, I got to watch games this year, and it was very fun. This is probably this the is the most. Yes, and I would love to keep this tradition going for myself. This was the most World Juniors I've watched, and it was very enjoyable. I understand why y'all love it. Unfortunately, just because of the nature of when school is, um, Mm -hmm. the World Juniors tend to lie exactly when I need to be working (laughs) a lot to (laughs) make money to fund myself, so... Um, wasn't able to watch it as much as I previously have, but growing up, this was always like, cause we'd have the winter break off in high school, elementary school. Right. And then every day, get up early, watch all the world juniors. It's my favorite tournament in hockey. And, you know, people can say what they want. Oh, TSN brainwashed us to, <laughs> to kind of love it and blah, blah, blah. It, it is <laughs> the best tournament in the sport. And I think a lot of that has to do with the fact that we are so th- um, starved with best on best, right? Yeah. Um, and this just shows that people want best on best hockey. I was gonna um, say, uh, just just I guess in my opinion, to for this honestly being like the first from start to finish watching of a World Juniors for me, it it made me feel so jealous to not have best on best at a professional level. Like this was so fun to watch. And I know that all, you know, most of these kids are going to get a great opportunity to, to potentially be the next generation of NHL players. Um, It just, it hit home that we don't have that at that level. What do you mean? Like that we don't have, uh, the the best of the best in the Olympics. We don't have the best in the best. We don't have a uh, like a World Juniors for the NHL guys. We don't have the World Cup of hockey. We don't. Yeah, have, we don't have. We know we don't get to see Connor McDavid first. Yeah, we get to see great guys yeah. represent their country, but we don't get to see the best. No, I and this has been a conversation that. Many people have had before us. Many people will have after us. I'm sure we'll mm-hmm. talk about it again, too. It It is so frustrating, though, right? Because you see how electric the tournament can be. And it, I guess you kind of it's a what if, right? Yeah, I think it's it's a what if. And it's it's a shame that that we're wasting. We're wasting the years of fantastic players that could have done something insane that could have left their mark, like more than TJ Oshie for America and his shootout, you know, which is, that's what we got. You know, that's, that's the one that gets brought up the fucking most. We'll never get that. Well, we could, you know, but we don't have that. And there's the, the generation that I grew up watching, they never got that opportunity except for the last little bit of them, you know, I have a bone to pick with uh with the IIHF. Um these stat listings on their website are just horrific. They they do nothing for goalkeepers. You click Jacob Fowler and it, it's 
it's all offensive shit. Games played, goals, points. I have a bone to pick with the IHF in general. Um, you know, I think we've praised it to start here, but yeah, now now it's now let's be critical. Why the fuck are these games five a.m.? I'm not gonna criticize that. That that's that's an Americanism right there. I'm sorry, but guess what? I watched the U.S. game at five a.m. against I think Czech or Slovak. Fantastic game, but Jesus Christ! It's at five a.m. because they're in Sweden. No, I get that. I get that, but it it really wasn't helpful. There wasn't. I don't think there was a fucking evening game. There was no. It was all matinees and earlier. Because an evening game in Sweden would be like midnight. Like it would. It would be like four in the morning. It should. Anyway, it's, I'm just. I'm just Sweden kidding. Sweden's like six hours ahead of where I live. I'm just kidding. I'm just hoping wherever the fuck they go next year, it's somewhat closer to, to what Canada. I can do. Perfect. Is it Ottawa? Yeah, it's Ottawa. Yeah, nice. My big bone to pick with is the fact that I like watching hockey and what the IHF is trying to create is not hockey. Um. You know, obviously, I have some beef with the whole Cutter Gautier hit. Mm-hmm. It was the cleanest hit I've ever seen. Um, the fact that there was even a game misconduct there is just ridiculous to me. It was it was a clean hit. He didn't, you know, he didn't jump into him. Mm-hmm. People that are complaining about it, I think, like, grow the fuck up. It was another big ass hit, hit in in this game today, and they didn't. It's a hockey hit, on. and what people need to understand. Is that, and I, I know, like, I, whatever I say, there's gonna be, there's gonna be some sort of response, right? But you need to accept that if there's going to be hitting, hits like that are going to happen. Nothing about that was on Cutter Gautier. He he didn't jump into him. People are taking it frame by frame and showing that his feet left the ice after the impact. When you collide with someone going that fast, you're not just going to stay on your feet. The whole jumping and feet leaving the ice, it's not does his foot leave the ice for half a second after he hit somebody. It's does he jump into the hit? Is he, jumping up is he taking a you know what a running start Mm -hmm. to go smash into someone the nature of the rule isn't to eliminate momentum knocking a guy off the ice for a half a second right and what people need to realize is that when you have these kids and these men moving at 20 kilometers an hour if not more and they weigh as much as they do, and they're as tall as they are, there's going to be some big hits. There's going to be stuff where guys get blown up. Now, headshots and hits from behind, we can absolutely eliminate those. But when Cutter Gautier comes head full of steam into a guy and hits him in the chest... And there's a little bit, I I honestly didn't see any head contact, but there's a little bit of follow through maybe. Mm -hmm. You need to accept that that's going to happen. Because you cannot penalize a player 
because there's incidental contact. I understand the IJ IHS has a different any contact is head contact to them. Mm -hmm. I didn't see any there. I'm just talking from a broad perspective. Yeah. In my opinion, you cannot fault a player because no hit is the exact same. So if you're going to start penalizing guys because one hit that's clean, the exact same hit, if you do it 10 times, could be dirty another time. There mm -hmm. needs to be consistency. I hate rules where there is not no consistency. And... I, I really, I just, I truly believe that if you're going to allow hitting, you need to have a bigger stomach because I've seen bigger hits in soccer in my fucking, like when I played soccer in Ontario than I did on the ice in the IHF that were being called. Like, it's kind of ridiculous. The amount of contact is being penalized and suspended. Now the worst one was that. Did you see what happened in that Swiss game? Uh, I'm blanking on it. One of the players literally just like tapped a guy with his stick. Mm -hmm. Like barely touched him. And he was ejected <laughs> for spearing. It was the worst, honest to God, it was the softest penalty I've ever seen in my entire life. That's tough. I get it that they're trying to make it like... They want a clean game when it comes to like the worlds, you know, um, which I can respect, but it's, you make valid points. It's, it's over. If there is a line that they can make, that's not that they're way above it. But do you want a clean game of hockey or do you want a clean game of something else? And that's my point. Hockey is a physical game. Mm-hmm. There is contact. It happens. And people say they're turning it into soccer. And I would argue it's even worse than that. Now, I'm a little biased. I played soccer all my life. But there's a lot more. It's getting to the point where like you can't even bump into a guy. And they call it. Like It's, uh, it's just pathetic. And I say the league needs and the community needs to come to a decision. And I, you know, honestly, I think they have. I think this is them phasing out what we love about the sport. And what really gets me is that, and you can attest to this more than I can, you talk to people about in other countries other than Canada, like the US, or maybe you talk about it in Europe, right? What do they love about hockey? If they barely know much about it, they talk, oh, the, the fighting, hitting. the fighting, and the hitting, right? And you're trying to eliminate that. It is so counterintuitive. It is so sad. I hate it. And this tournament really reinforced to me that that is the direction we're going. Right. Well, hopefully that's just on the world's level. Maybe, but <laughs> it's not. You can see it in the NHL too. Yeah, you can see it, but it's hopefully it's not. It doesn't get. It's not. Be, it doesn't become gross, like grosser. I know this year has been kind of tough. Hopefully. It, if it's if it's gonna get to that, hopefully it's just baby steps, small gradual movement. I don't want it to get there, but it's out of our control. Hopefully, it's just a slow to very slow process. Anyway, Lane Hudson um, fights with the gloves on, no suspensions. <laughs> yeah, that was interesting. 
Nice to see a little bit of fire from him, eh? Yeah, I loved it. I was like, hell yeah. 5'10". People complained about his size. I don't think that's a bad size. Um, had a good had a good World Juniors. Um, stuck up for himself and his fucking teammate. Um, cut cut his like fuck like right below his lip. Oh no, right above it, like right right by the nose. Took a mean fucking high stick. Um, not a high stick. I'm sorry. Uh, slashing. Yeah, I'm just uh. I'm happy with our prospects. If it, if it didn't work out for Team Canada, at least the Canadians' prospects put on a clinic everywhere. Um, yeah. Well, did did but Owen Beckham had a great tournament too? Yeah, he had a fantastic tournament, even against the U.S. Uh, against Lane Hudson, had a great fucking opportunity. Um, and even the even the uh, the announcers, you know, had, was like. Uh, you know, he he probably caught on to this trick doing the um uh the preseason training. You know, he's like he probably he probably caught on to this and now we, we got to see it utilized against him. You know, I thought that was that was hilarious. Mm-hmm. Um but yeah. I know it didn't work out for you. I thought it was a great world juniors. I could be it could be one-sided, one, because the U.S. won, but two, because it was, like, truly my first full-time watching one and having that opportunity. I enjoyed it, even even though it was a bit soft. <laughs> it was great to see, um, oh, uh, you know, a, a young best of best. Um, we didn't really, we don't really get that down here, you know, uh, did not watch this legally, you know, and never will. Unfortunately, it'll never, it'll never be like that. And it's, it's, I got to see what you guys get to experience your entire lives and will experience for the rest of your lives. I thought that was really cool. Anyway, Mason, uh, let's see. We have an ad for my friends over at DraftKings. Bet the action on the ice with DraftKings Sportsbook. Let's see what we got for tomorrow. Tomorrow being Saturday or today. Uh, I'll have it out tonight. Uh, We got uh, Calgary versus Philly. Philly's been fun. Uh, Florida and Colorado. Tampa Bay and Boston. New York and Montreal. Toronto, uh, San Jose. uh, Minnesota, Columbus. Buffalo, Pittsburgh. Uh, Vancouver, New Jersey, Nashville, Dallas, Jesus, who the fuck? Uh, St. Louis, Carolina, Ottawa, Edmonton, New York, Islanders versus Vegas. Is that the entire league playing tomorrow? Jesus. Um, that is insane. Anyway, download the app now and use code THPN. New customers can bet can get 150 bucks instantly in bonus bets with betting just $5 on hockey. That's code THPN, only on DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NHL. The crown is yours. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after insurance. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly on behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort. 
21 plus age varies by jurisdiction, void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after insurance. See dkng.com slash hockey for eligibility and deposit restrictions, terms with responsible gambling resources. NHL and the NHL Shield are registered trademarks of the National Hockey League. Copyright NHL 2023, all rights reserved. Fuck. All right, Mason. Um, Done with World Juniors. Let's talk a little Habs hockey. Yeah, absolutely. Um, Well, let's just jump right into Slav. I mean, I know we keep talking about him. He's been the highlight. (laughs) Um, It's been fun conversation lately but yeah he's been absolutely phenomenal and that top line's really starting to kind of click together now it, it's been exciting to watch um Suzuki's almost pointed game Slaff's um you know I, I would say the last couple games he's been close to he's been putting up a point nearly almost every match like he's just been phenomenal since he's got, um he's got two in the last five and every game myself i'm sure you twitter community uh the fuck the guy's name whatever the guy's name is that that's always talking during the games always saying that he's getting more comfortable looking yeah, more he's comfortable he's got seven points in his last nine games yeah like he's, he's been fun to watch solid. we're not even talking about it like you remember like two weeks ago three weeks ago Actually, fucking a month ago, since we haven't talked, um, we were just like, yeah, he's he's really starting to play the body and, and utilize his body. Yeah, he's doing that now, but Sam, he's starting to just, he's trying wild shit offensively. They're giving him the puck more, and sometimes we're still like, you got it, you got to take that chance. But he's getting really creative in front of the net, um, or right outside of the crease, and and trying to get in front. He is evolving. And I'm enjoying the pick that much more. Yeah, I I really need to eat my words a little bit previously because if he can continue to con- to play the way he has been, um, I would argue he's been outplaying all of his fellow draft eligibles recently. Logan Cooley really has. He looked hot at the start, but he's taken mm-hmm. a bit of a step back. Um, recently i believe i don't think he's like he has 18 points in 37 games slaff has 14 yeah like i said seven is last nine right so he's really been um putting it on um and he's got a lot of games where you know you almost say he should have had an assist on that play um because there's, he's yeah there's many right. games where he's scoreless but there was multiple moments where he that should have been something Absolutely. Um, yeah, I've just been, I've been really, really happy with this play lately. I'm always watching him because it it seems like something's always going to happen when he has the puck, and he's been making the right play. And I love that quote he had recently about he's working his ass off, like whatever Slaff's um potential is. Mm-hmm fully confident that he's going to reach it because work ethic work ethic is not an issue for this kid. He works no. his ass. <laughs> he does. Just like he said, right? And um it's nice to see that it's finally paying dividends. I think what's left, you know, like it's 
you want to say that like his worth ethic is his number one priority, which it is, but the way he carries himself and his now proving, it seems like it's effortless. Like this would be the, ex the extreme of, of many NHL players to, to, to find a way to, to, to get a work ethic like he has. And it almost feels like this is just average to him. I don't know. Maybe that sounds a little ridiculous, I feel like uh, we will. He nor his fans will have to worry whether or not he's working hard. He's going to probably work harder than uh, most most guys in the NHL. I just think that that's <laughs> that's not even an option for him to not do that. Kind of like Brendan Gallagher, like whether you know, yeah, no, whatever you're getting, you like know, I that said, that dude's going to work his bag off. Is there? He's going to work his ass off. He's he has been working his ass off, and it's nice to see that he almost called his shot um, at the draft. He said it sounds like Caulfield and Suzuki need a winger. <laughs> well, look where he is now, right? Um, yeah, and we so, were we were all critiquing that line in the beginning, saying that that's not yeah. – we should not be putting all of them together. It does not work, and now it's – when that line's out, it's, it's – I, I could care less about anything else watching them become creative it's just uh it's artistic at this point and um not long ago i mean it's it's been a little bit but i remember we were hammering that he needs more minutes we're not going to get he's not going to get an opportunity if he doesn't get minutes uh he's on average play, playing uh at least 19 minutes a game now so um, he's obviously proven that he deserves it, and we're look at what we're getting to see of what we wanted. I guess I I, I know it sounds choppy, but um, we were complaining he'll never get we'll never get a, a true evaluation of him if they don't give him the minutes. Now they're giving him the minutes, and everybody's having to take their words back. He's been tremendous to watch, and very fun. Yeah, no. Um and not just regular um five on five minutes, but he's been getting the opportunities on the power play and making them count too, right? Mm -hmm. So it's nice to see that he's able to um kind of take his opportunities and run with them. Yeah, it's been great. Um Saturday, who are they playing? Uh I think I said the Rangers. Great opportunity to see him again. Right. Yeah, I mean, it'll probably be a, a little yeah, bit of a Rangers. beautiful game to watch. <laughs> Rangers are pretty fucking good. They're first in the league. Um, yeah, they're, they're pretty fucking good, but that's what we want this team to do. Play the best, see what they can do. I know that not every fucking team, they're going to do that too, but they did really good against Dallas, even though Dallas doesn't have Ottinger. Um they're they're building chemistry that I'm loving, and the Rangers are a great test of to that line. Yeah, I I think what I'm loving too though, um, and it sounds like I'm a hater, but <laughs> I love that we're winning games or no, sir, we're not winning games. Um, we're doing well and we're playing meaningful hockey. Our young guys are doing good, but we're still losing games too. Yeah, um, it's, it's important. Leaping <laughs> towards a bottom five pick again, um, that could really help us, especially in a very deep 
uh, draft this season. Absolutely. You're, you're a hundred percent, right? The offense is looking good as far as people are getting their reps. We're putting up numbers and we're still either getting the loser's point or losing. We are winning some games. I believe uh, we've been doing pretty, pretty well, but it's been great. It's been great knowing that everybody who needs to be uh, accelerating in their career is doing, doing good at a good pace. And we're still slowly climbing down and getting a better pick. Yeah. I'm, I don't know, like I'm sort of at a loss for how we're doing as well as we are, if that makes sense. Um, yeah, it's like they're just kind of feeling it. The Habs they're are playing above themselves. Well, not even. That's what I mean. Like the Habs are 25th in the league. We're not doing good, right? No, but, but the they're doing better. Than... Truly, no, but truly terrible hockey teams. Mm-hmm. Um and a lot of it has to do with just the inability of teams in our own division, the Atlantic, to take that next step. We're ahead. Of, we're we're the third worst team in the Atlantic this year. Yeah, but that's again, Buffalo and and the Sens are doing worse than us. And I love, I fucking love that the Sens are doing shit. <laughs> because every fucking year we have to listen to these morons talk about how it's their fucking year. They're going to do so much. Oh, Tim Stutzla, Brady Kachuk, all this firepower they have, and they do fuck all every fucking year. Corey, I love it. I don't know if there's a team in the league I hate, you know, excluding um, Toronto more than the Senators. I fucking hate them. Like they they've taken the crown from Boston for a little bit. I just can't stand that organization. So yeah, I fucking love that they're doing terribly. But when you look at it, they shouldn't be right. Yeah. If if someone if 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 the teams below us were all playing to their potential, Minnesota, Buffalo, Ottawa would all be ahead of us. And so that would have us in twenty eighth. That'd be mm-hmm. a top five pick, right? We'd be doing a lot better um, in terms of draft draft <laughs> ranking. So, and even then, we're still close. Like, we're a win away from being twenty um, eighth in the league for these teams, right? Um, mm-hmm. So, I think it's important that um, you know the Habs continue to win games they deserve to win. As in, when the young guys do well, I hope we win games. I hope we win hockey games. I hope we make it worth it. Yeah. But when we're winning games because Josh Anderson scores two goals, or Josh Anderson scores, Armia scores, and Sam Montebo makes 37 saves, the, those are the wins at the start of the season that really hurt us um, and could cost us once again in a high pick. Like last year, they easily, those wins, those stolen games absolutely cost us yeah, a they, chance. Yeah, they burnt us. Right? <laughs> So in speaking about that and kind of wrapping things up here, I want to talk about um, the Habs goaltending. Mm-hmm. Um, we lead the league in saves or, or in wins stolen. So we <laughs> have nine wins of our 16. More than half of our wins are credited to goalies stealing them. Um, the four 
So the top four goalies um, in terms of stolen win percentage are Joseph Wall, Samuel Montembeau, Jake Allen, and Caden Primo. <laughs> it's all three of our goalies. Um, yeah, which is great for us because it's great in terms of trade value. Yeah, and it would be great if we were competing for the playoffs. But if Ken Hughes fails to make a deal for at least one of these guys, it could be one of the most disastrous thing. Like I, I would say it's pretty unforgivable. I think <laughs> it's. I think it's coming. I don't. I have faith. You have to have faith. These guys have done a pretty remarkable job. You can you can you could you know grab little crumbs if you want, but these goaltenders are, are leading us to get something fantastic. And I I think we are. I think we're at the perfect time. It's after Christmas now. Uh we're past the halfway mark. And all three goalies are playing really well. And I think we're gonna get a great return on somebody. I hope so. Um, I would, have to be I optimistic. That, stop, stop being. I would old. hope that in a market such as the one the Habs find themselves in, with teams like the Leafs in particular, that they're able to do something. But the goalie market's weird, right? <laughs> all I can say is that I don't I know. But look I, at look at all the, the goalies that really are hurt care. or or getting shipped. Like, same. Go, go ahead. ahead. No, go ahead. I don't even really care what the fucking return is, though. That's the worst part. <laughs> you just want somebody gone, and and that I just be a good want, one? I can't have us draft another fucking linebacker because of a goalie. <laughs> I understand. I really hope David Reinbacher something. I didn't get a chance to to bring it up, but uh, Axel Palenka. Is that correct? Pelica. Mm-hmm. Pelica. He looked on fucking real. And a lot of the guys that we talked to Sebastian High about played out of this fucking world. I just hope that we can get that with David Reinbacher. I understand where you're coming from, though. I would I like I like him. I like his enthusiasm. Um, a little bit of games we saw before he got hurt. Um, he played well. But we could have drafted uh, Will Smith or anybody in that top group that we got fucked out of and then chose not to grab. Look at Gabe Perot. You know, I wouldn't have drafted him that high, but Jesus. Hmm. Played unreal as well. Frank Nazar. Do you, do you want to even pretend what, what you think the, uh, what the what do you think the return could be on some of these guys? Who do you think will give the know. most return? I don't think it's so weird, right? That I I think it's difficult to predict. Um, I think it, this is the perfect one to play into it just because of the weirdness of goaltending this season. Same I have one. no idea. I don't know what a goalie like Jake Allen is worth because he's worth more to different teams, right? Right. And because goalies are so I'm not saying Jake Allen is in is particularly inconsistent. Mm-hmm. I would say he's consistently mediocre. But the position itself is just one of inconsistency. Well, let's talk about something. To, it, uh-huh. it all relies on how desperate a team is. A team like Toronto should be willing to give up anything 
right? Their right. season hangs in the balance. A team like Edmonton should be willing to give up anything. The issue is a lot of those teams don't have a lot of assets to give up. They have either first round picks or low round picks. A lot of them don't have those mid ranged prospects even. And so I do think it's a little difficult to determine what the Habs get, but I, ho- I certainly hope the Habs do get something because we're in a position to out, you know, out muscle a bunch of other teams and to really strong arm the goalie market. And if we fail to do so, I, I know you're saying, Corey, like have faith. I'm just saying if we fail to do so, it will be a complete failure on the side of Ken Hughes and Jeff Gordon. It will be the biggest asterisk um, because everyone's given the asterisk still to Slav, still to David Reinbacher. This would be a third one, and you guys will never shut up about it. But just look at look at the market. The Rangers, number one in the number one in the league. Shesterkin is finding his game. They're winning because of Jonathan Quick. They could need something. Colorado Avalanche, they're second, and they're fucking. They're not winning because of goaltending. The Winnipeg Jets could definitely use someone to help. Um, you, uh, what's his name? Fucking. Um, oh my god, why am I blanking? Uh, Hunter Helba could use some help. Vancouver could probably use some help. Dallas, who knows? Ottinger has been day to day for fucking two weeks, three weeks now. Vegas, Aiden Hill still hurt. Logan Thompson and who? Uh, I forgot the guy's name. Potentially could use some help. The Kings, who's up until like last week was considered the number one team based off of um, what's that analytic shit that that the smart people use for NHL? Corsi, five on five. Los Angeles Kings was the best. They don't really, team. they don't really use Corsi anymore. <laughs> well, whatever you you know, you're you're high tech friends. Uh, the Canes suck. Could use goaltending. Toronto sucks. Could use goaltending. Tampa Bay, well, they have Vasilevsky now, uh, but they're not looking to make a push. Pittsburgh could try to make a fucking push. The Capitals doubt it. Detroit, potentially. The Kraken, maybe. Dorsal's been okay. The Coyotes, why not help fucking Connor Ingram? The Oilers? The Oilers are probably your best bet. I mean, obviously, we've heard the rumors for it, but... More than half the league has a questionable issue with goaltending that isn't a team that's not going to make the fucking playoffs. Almost everybody from 20 and up, minus like four teams, could use something. And a lot of them are desperate for something. And I think that of our guys, Montembeau, Allen, and Primo, we have the three best fucking goalies on the market. I don't see someone grabbing John Gibson over one of these three guys who are playing fucking fantastic, proving that it doesn't matter. Look at look at the, what's that with a lower cap hit too. With a lower cap hit, and they're doing this with this team that could be. If the if the league wasn't as bad in the back end, we could be the last place team again. They're fucking unreal. 
this is the best opportunity for us to move something. And I think because the, the majority of the league needs goaltending, we're sitting fucking pretty. And I doubt, I doubt our fucking office is going to fuck this up. You just can't. There's too oh, many God. people bidding for it. There's too many. There's going to be too many offers coming in. I certainly hope not, but I'm going to be skeptical. <laughs> I'm going to be all in. I think we're going to make a fucking great move. Well, I certainly hope so. She's got to be like me. Stupidly optimistic. <laughs> oh, fuck. Uh, you got anything else, buddy? I, I know you should be asking me that, but I know you're getting a little tired. You're about to go back to school. You got to work this weekend, I believe. Um, I think we've knit, we've hit the nail on the head with this podcast episode. Um, I think we've covered just about everything I wanted to get into. Oh, oh, uh, just because it came out this morning. Uh, Dvorak out for the season, pectoral strain. Or... Oh, yeah. He's going in for surgery tomorrow. Yeah. yeah. Unfortunately, so Heineman's up. Heineman is up. Matt Drake is going to lose his mind. Hey, we love Heineman. Um, I do. I do. But I would love to see uh, Wah. I like Wah in the A. Give him some I like time. Wah in the A. <laughs> Matt's kicking fucking kicking rocks right now. Um, that's it. That's the only one that's the only mention we needed to add. Okay. Well, thank you guys once again for something by listening. Hope you guys all had a awesome holidays. Um, we'll be back. Um, I want to say Wednesday. So, uh, we'll record Wednesday. So Thursday, we'll be back with another episode. Um, thank you guys once again for some by uh, giving us the time of day, and we will speak to you guys again shortly. Thank y'all. Have a wonderful evening. You're listening to the Hockey Podcast Network. New shows every day. Find us at thehockeypodcastnetwork.com or wherever you get your podcasts from.